All right, I think we're. I. Hello. Sorry. As soon as I hit the go live button, as soon as I hit the switch scenes button, my mixer wanted to die. Um, and I see my ticker is not functioning properly, so I'm hoping that it do soon. Uh, but hello, everybody. There's a lot of I've. Sorry, I'm starting already late. I've dealt with so many dumb technical difficulties today that I, I don't really know what the hell. You know what I mean? Not mean. Uh, but anyway, hello. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five, uh, the show that just never ceases to exist. There we go. Hi. Uh, welcome to another episode of Best of Five. The, this is the Struggle Bus Edition. Uh, my name is Elon. Uh, yeah, for the, for those of you that don't know, uh, like these this past week, like th these past two weeks for me personally has been like extremely extremely draining. So I'm sorry we didn't have an episode last week. Uh, but we're here this week. We were supposed to have Zed Tabani, however, he had uh something come up, so he wasn't able to join us today. However, he'll be here next week. So next week. Guest announcement, Zed Tabani, the mu the musician behind the music of Twitch, the person who does freestyle the news. Uh, it's going to be super duper exciting. I can't wait to have him on. He seems like such a cool dude uh, to sit and chat with. And he has a very, very cool story uh, of his um, his uh, involvement in the FGC. So that's going to be hella fun. But enough about talking about next week. We need to talk about this week. Tonight on the show, we're going to talk about Snake Eyes winning with Zangief. So Zangief is now top tier. Uh and broken and needs to be nerfed. Uh, we're going to talk about Guilty Gear Strive's reception to this, uh, or the this reception to the Guilty Gear Strive Season 3 and Johnny. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that because there's been some ups and some downs, uh, which is very interesting. We're going to talk about Aki. Aki has been revealed, and we have a release date along with a battle pass upcoming, so we're going to talk about that. And this is a big one guys, I have discovered an extremely disturbing truth about the world of Metro City and the world of Street Fighter. So stay tuned to the end. Stay tuned to the end because what you're going to hear is shocking. And what some of those people have been through is absolutely horrible. So we're going to have to talk about that when we get there. However, look, full discretion uh, when I opened up my project file for this show, which is what you see all around me, uh, everything was offline. So I am really hoping that at least it's still connected. So I'm going to try. We'll see what happens. We do have a very, 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 very quick recap. So may Lord Umbasa protect us. Here's this week's recap. Hey, it works. Okay, that one was on me. I forgot to switch the thing. I was excited that it worked. We just have one for today. And of course, it was the Capcom online premiere for US and Canada West, taken by the now top tier character Zangief, played by Snake Eyes over Reynolds JP, no longer top tier. Uh, third was Nephew. I believe Nephew was playing Luke, or, or he was playing. Uh... Wait, who was Nephew playing? Why can't I remember who Nephew was playing? Was he playing Ken? 
Anyway. Uh, Lord JB finally found his Rashid, going all the way up to fourth. Chris ECH and Samurai tying for fifth. And Speed Kicks and YJK tying for seventh. Now, I'm going to read out the names of people who are tied for ninth and tied for 13th. And it's going to make you feel nostalgic for when we were in like 2013, 2014. Check out these names. Viscott, Kizzy K, Filipino Man, and Jot. And tied for 13 is Justin Wong. LPN, 801 Strider, and PR Balrog back in the mix. I wonder who he's playing. Because there ain't no Balrog in this game. But at the end of the day, Snake Eyes has come out on top with the best character in the game. So congratulations to Lord Snake Eyes qualifying for Capcom Cup 10. And that, ladies and gents, is this week's recap. Ooh, thank God everything was still connected. Uh, after all the mess-ups, at least everything else was smooth. So, uh, that was our very, very short recap. Uh, uh, that was our very, very short recap. So, let's get right into it, shall we? Snake Eyes. Let's talk about Zangief, right? For... The entirety of Street Fighter VI's life, the two short months that it has been around, technically three-ish now, right? Because June was one, July was another. Yeah, so three months. Uh, everybody's been writing off Zangief as the, low, uh, like the worst character in the game, right? The worst version of Zangief. Now, does that mean, since everybody's writing Zangief off as the worst character, does that mean Zangief is a bad character? No. I think in the great grand scheme of things, good and bad characters are very different than what they used to be, right? Good and bad characters now is like, ah, this character is com uh, competitively viable. Whereas before, bad characters were like, you can't even play them, right? Uh so Snake Eyes, being the crazy, crazy human being that he is, grinded it out with Zangief and managed to take this weekend's Capcom Cup online premiere. Now, it, we did a watch along. We did like a, an analysis of the match. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it should be. I think we saw it on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so please go check that out. Uh, if you uh, are so keen to go see us analyze and go through what he did to basically win what seems like an impossible matchup, right? It's literally a Cinderella story. Grand Finals, it's Snake Eyes with Zangief and Reynald with JP. So, Winner's Finals was Zangief, or Snake Eyes' Zangief and Reynald's JP. And Reynald's JP was able to completely keep Zangief out, right? There were a lot of spikes, there were a lot of teleports, there were a lot of portals, there were a lot of ghosts, there was a lot of jumping, there was also a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, not, actually not a lot of EX amnesia, uh, I'm sorry, OD amnesia, uh, but it was kind of a crazy thing, it's almost as crazy as Mean Scene resubscribing for 33 months, man, thank you Mean Scene, Mean Scene's our producer, he's the one that uh, makes us the kick-ass graphics that we use for the recap, so... Shoutouts to Mean Scene. Show would not be possible without him. And he's a cool guy. So, double the win for all of us. Uh, big thanks again, Mean Scene. So, we were talking about the the match between Snake Eyes and Reynald. JP versus Zangief, right? This is basically like what some people were see, would see it as a 10-0 matchup. I would see it as a 10-0 matchup, right? Zangief, the grappler versus the character that everybody's been struggling with zoning-wise, 
right? Uh, every time Reynold got a hit into a combo, Zangief was knocked full screen. And it got to a point where it just looked like uh, one of those like uh, MXC or uh, Wipeout courses where <laughs> he would literally like have to dip, duck, dive, dodge, and dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. I, I forget what that actual line is uh, from that movie. But either way, uh, it literally was like a bullet hell uh, for Snake Eyes. And he was able to exploit some patterns that Reynald established in winner's finals and snake eyes was able to ultimately bring it all the way back from losers so he reset the bracket and then beat reynald one more time so that is unbelievable it was a true cinderella story so congratulations to snake eyes for working hard and showing people that you know uh what, what's that what was that jay wong saying like you're you're like when you just take your worst matchup and you work at it until it's your best matchup or something like that. Uh, so congratulations to Snake Eyes. That was super duper exciting to watch. Ah. This game is only two months old. Well, it's three, right? Because July was a month or June was a month. July was a month. And then August is about to end to, like in under two hours. Well, four hours. Sorry. Uh, three hours if you're in the East Coast. And it's already over if you're overseas. Uh, but it's the the characters that we see win the most versus the characters that we see lose the most, right? Ultimately, that's where we're at with that. Uh, but it was just an, an incredible feat of uh, an incredible feat of creativity with limited with a limited toolbox, right? And that's been Snake Eyes' thing for a long, long time. So super happy to see him back and seeing him thrive. Shout-outs to Snake Eyes. He kind of paved the way for the FGC in a way. I think he was the first person who was sponsored by Red Bull, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and now Red Bull has a lot of F uh, fighting game players uh, under their under their umbrella. So... Uh, it's cool to see somebody who has worked so hard in the past and has established uh, a thing or two in the FGC come back after, you know, having struggles with the previous game and show that, you know, they're really good <laughs> in the in the new game. So, again, congrats to Snake Eyes. Super happy uh, to see the Cinderella story come to uh, come uh, come true. Right. So super duper exciting. Congrats to Snake Eyes again. That's all I had to say on that matter. Chat, what do you guys think? You guys like Snake Eyes? Is Snake Eyes cool? I think Snake Eyes is cool. I He was in my pool for EVO 2016. And I don't know if he had like just traveled in on Friday night or on Friday during the day. But he sat down and like the BO smell was incredible. Uh, like I got a migraine almost immediately when he sat down to play and then I lost. And I'd like to say it's because of the BO that I lost. Granted, it might not even have been him. It could have been somebody completely, like, standing behind us or some shit, right? Uh, and I, I would like to blame the fact that I lost to being distracted by the smell of BO. However, he was really good. So, shouts out to, <laughs> shouts out to Snake Eyes. Cool. Everybody likes Snake Eyes. Uh... Yeah, it's crazy how he he's like the I feel like he's the only like true grappler 
player right now, right? Like he, I don't think I saw him go to Abigail in Street Fighter Five. Then he won Texas Showdown with Potemkin, and now he won a Capcom Cup premiere with Zangief. So, and I feel like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, like jumps in discourse on Twitter where a lot of people were like. Uh, started saying like is snake eyes the best player of all time is blah 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 the best ever the worst ever blah 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 and it's like man look i don't disagree that snake eyes is an amazing player and he does deserve to be in the discussion for best player of all time however i feel like we always get to that discussion so fast on twitter when it's unwarranted right does that mean this was one of those times that it was unwarranted i don't think so right i think us seeing how snake eyes played street fighter 6 was amazing it's, it literally is nothing short of a masterclass of uh, training your opponent to do what you want them to do. It's crazy. I think I think we're all in agreement here uh, in saying that we're all happy for Snake Eyes. So congratulations to Snake Eyes. Now, I'm going to send it over to Elon on the top left. He's going to talk about uh, uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah, that's what he's going to talk about. So anyway, you take it over there, guy. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Okay, uh, looks like everything is broken. So it turns out all of the other Elons have left me and hung, hung me out to dry today. So I guess I'll just talk about all the topics. When, they, when the other Elons come back next week, uh, we'll call them all jerks because they just kind of left me hanging here. Anyway, let's get over to let's get let's get talking about Guilty Gear Strive. Guilty Gear Strive season three came out last week, right? Last week or two weeks ago. Uh, anyway, season three is now out. Johnny is out, and a lot of big changes. And there's a lot of people saying it's not necessarily for the better, right? Uh, it seems like a lot of characters got more tools to be like super hyperactive. Uh, uh, super like hyperactive. Or hyper aggressive rather super hyper aggressive uh you know like there's it's very difficult to like kind of play the neutral it's whoever gets their party started first wins etc etc that seems to be the general consensus that's not necessarily what i want to talk about because at the end of the day i think balance is balance right it's going to change it's going to be this it's going to be that and everybody's going to have a different take on it the big issue are problems that the game has had that have not been fixed. Issues with the lobby system. I On stream a couple of days ago, I got fed up enough that I stopped playing the game, right? Because I couldn't get connected to a match. Is it better than it was before? Yes, but it's still not great, right? Uh, and that makes it frustrating. It makes it difficult to get matches. It makes it difficult to play games. Secondly, hacker mans. So top streamers like Sayjam and, and the like, Sayjam, KizzyK, Yohozi. Well, I don't think Yohozi was streaming. Uh, but a lot of top streamers in a lot of tournaments have been getting plagued by this hacker guy. Again, right? And this was a situation that they claimed was not the hacker. So here it is still happening. Uh, that's extremely annoying. And uh, luckily, we have Junior. Junior is the esports manager, senior esports manager over at Arc System Works. And he has been a little bit of a godsend in sending um, 
like in showing the devs that these are issues that are happening. Uh, so Hacker Man is back. There's still matchmaking issues. And a lot of new bugs have happened. And it's gotten to the point where in tournaments, some people are exploiting these bugs because there's no rule against them or whatever. But it's been getting a little bit dangerous. So here is uh, a tournament that happened in NorCal. Uh, this is Grand Finals Apology Man playing, of course, Faust. And apparently there's this bizarre bug where if you jump on a Faust banana and do the super the super uh, block, it crashes the game. Right? And you can tell this guy did it on purpose. Look at his face. He's so happy. He gets the he gets to play the game over, right? I feel like this should have been ruled like a, a loss. See, look, let, let's go let's go back to it one more time. And here, let's hear the let's hear the commentators as well. He tries to get out. No, not quite dead. One last chance. Is he gonna super it's or so not? Scary. Next off, he wants it. No, no, he crashes the game. Bro, crashes the game to Mulligan. He crashes the game. He wanted that Mulligan so badly, and Brun gets it. His tournament he life is still alive. Yo, Javi, how do we even rule this, bro? So. This guy purposefully crashes the game and gets another game. So that is a very bizarre bug that it, now people are starting to exploit. So hopefully that's something that people, the people of Strive will fix soon. And again, Junior, Senior Esports Manager, uh, I saw him uh, interacting with uh, Apology Man on Twitter uh, talking about uh, how he's sending it up and hopefully that will stop happening sooner rather than later because that, you know, is definitely a thing that stops people from enjoying the game. Is it a memory issue? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's just whenever you activate the new mechanic on top of a Faust banana peel, the game doesn't know what to do with the banana peel, right? I think, legit, I think it's like they forgot to code in like how that interaction is supposed to happen. So the game, I think the game sees it and it's like, I don't know what to do here. And then it just ends, right? <laughs> Uh, so there's been a lot of weird kinks that have caused a lot of problems in this season three. A lot of people seem to be very cynical, uh, not faultless defense. It's the other one. What's it called? The new super shield mechanic in season three. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's the one where you do quarter circle back dust and it takes half of your burst meter. We're going to call it the big red shield of doom. The red ring of death. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Red Ring of Death is what we're calling it from now on. <laughs> so a lot of these issues are keeping enjoyment out of reach through the game, right? Because, like, you know, I, I just want to play some games, man. I don't want to have to deal with crashes. I don't want to have to deal with uh, connection issues. And if I can't play the game, I'm not going to, you know, turn it on. And it sucks. I, I very much enjoy Guilty Gear Strive. I was very much enjoying Johnny. Learning Johnny was super fun, especially when I started like figuring out how to, um, how to use his mechanic against opponents, like how to set up cards, how to get things going, how to use Mistfinder properly. Once I started getting that going, I was having a good old time. Uh, so I'm hoping those issues get fixed sooner rather than later, so we can go back to enjoying the game. I'm hoping the Hacker Man situation gets resolved sooner rather than later, so 
people online can have tournaments and streamers can go back to playing the game. Uh, it's been a bit of a struggle for Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, the game itself is amazing, right? The game itself has been super cool. The netcode is great. Once you're in a match, it's just everything around it. <laughs> uh, hopefully, that'll be the next big fix. But that is it for uh, Guilty Gear Strive Season 3. Chat, do you guys have any thoughts on Guilty Gear Strive Season 3? Have you guys gotten to play? Have, have you all gotten to play Johnny? Uh, Johnny's been super duper fun, man. I still I still haven't tried. I need to try Bedman in this new mode uh i've only ever played i've only played johnny in season three and i need to go back to geo uh geo was my old main and she has a new move that powers up her other moves i'm excited to see it i'm excited to see it uh i did fight a ramlethal that was using the new move and i was already pissed <laughs> uh, it, was, it was very frustrating in a good way it was very frustrating in a good way to fight that character uh, Die by Swords too busy playing Armored Core? Dude, me too, man. Although, stick around after the show today, because uh, Starfield released, and I'm going to play it. And I figured I might as well play it on stream. So after the podcast tonight, we'll be playing some Starfield. Uh, Any whoozle, that's Guilty Gear Season 3. Let's get over to... So, we saw at EVO 2023 uh, the cutscene of Aki right? The tease, if you will. And then yesterday, right? I think it was yesterday night. Uh, we got this big old thing. Time to work, time to work. When inhaled, Merton blocks the gamma amino butyric acid receptors in the central nervous system, causing spasmodic muscle contractions. Master! It's a work of art! It's perfect! What to do with you now? I like how she just killed this guy in the middle of the street. Shall we put him out of his misery? Yeah, so she's ex she is a disciple or like a student of Fong, and you can definitely see lots of Fong in this trailer. Lots of crazy movement, lots of crazy shenanigans. However, when we get to this part is where things get a little wacky. So she's got bubbles, she's got whips. She has movement. She, she can do that, which is crazy. There's her level one, where she just bubbles them. Alternate costume. And of course, they had her beating up on JP. Then a very crazy level two. A hell of a drive rush. And then we get to see a little bit of her level three.
Um, yeah, so Squidly, the chat says that this has been the biggest letdown ever because it looks like jury with poison. Let me dispel that myth for you. Let's go back to the trailer, shall we? Uh, first. So we won't go over the buttons, right? Because, you know, buttons at the end of the day. What we will go over is how she utilizes some of her crazy-ass tools to get in. So we have the poison mechanic, right? She just applied it here. throw and the back throw so she has those giant whips so she can go full screen she has dodges right kind of like fong had that's crazy anti-air she has anti-fireball attack she has slithering oh it meant personality wise gotcha Fireball. Stuff. Dude, the fact that she has so much crazy movement, I think, makes this character very attractive to me. Although, I can only imagine how frustrating she is to play. Look at that drive rush. Look at that knee. The super that my magnum open. Very bloody. Is my poison kicking in? So, uh I think she's going to be a pain in the ass to fight against. I think she's going to be <laughs> a pain in the ass to play in the best way possible. Uh but you know, we'll we'll see when she comes out. And as far as her personality goes, uh I think what they've done with her, as opposed to Jury and as opposed to Fong, I think they actually dialed up like the actual creepy part, right? Because Fong, I think I feel like Fong was supposed to be like dangerous, creepy guy, but he just turned out to be like goofy idiot. Know what I mean? Uh, but like I feel like they turned, they took like the actual deranged knob and just turned it to like fifty. Uh, whereas Jury isn't quite at fifty, right? Uh, so I'm interested to see what's gonna happen. Fung was a clown. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like maybe they were trying to get him to be, like, scary clown in a way. But, like, it just never quite worked. He was just too goofy. Uh, so, Aki just looks like she's, like, lost her fucking mind. Uh, but, yeah. So, that's going to be fun. We also I also have some uh, screenshots of her here. Uh, I don't know where these are from. I think these are probably from story mode. Look at this shenanigans, huh? Oh, yeah. And uh, her battle pass. Uh, well, actually, before we get to the battle pass, sorry, I got these in the wrong order. Uh, another addition is going to be the addition of China. Uh, China is going to be a playable location in world tour mode when she comes out. So that's going to be tons of fun. Uh, new stuff in the world tour is always a good thing. So shout out to Capcom for adding. Shout out to Capcom for adding content to their game, right? Not just the character, but like adding the whole world around the character. That's pretty cool. Uh, and starting literally four hours from now, tomorrow, 
The Aki Arrives Battle Pass. I'm sorry, the Fighting Pass is coming out. Much like the uh, Rashid Arrives Fighting Pass, this will be uh, ways for you to unlock... This will be ways for you to unlock gear for your Battle Hub person, emotes, music, titles. You see stickers, device wallpapers, and photo frames, and classic games like Sansan, which is in the rotation at the Battle Hub in the uh, in the Game Center. That game is really, really, really frustrating to play. <laughs> Seriously, every time I try playing it, I play like four rounds of it, and I'm done. It's so hard. It's so hard. But anyway, uh, pretty cool of Street Fighter to to uh, add like a ton of content around this character coming out, not just the character itself. So big ups to Street Fighter. And yeah, the 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 stage, yeah, the the China World Tour area is the stage that we have. Uh, it's, do we have a name on it? No, we don't have a name on it. Uh, it's like something with a ho it starts with H O. That's all I know, and I like the I like the music. You really wanted to forget that Fong stickers or that Fong existed? I don't think that's gonna happen. There's a part of me that thinks he's gonna show up in one way or another, right? Because she's like taking orders from him and like trying to find Shadowloo shit. So. At least that's what's going on according to uh, the blog post over at PlayStation. And uh, the blog post over at the PlayStation website, PlayStation blog website, does go a little bit in depth into her design, into her, like, how she came to be, into her mechanics, which are going to be much like Fong, where they drain health. I wonder if they're going to make, like, if it's going to have any effect on drive meter or in white health, I think. That'll be interesting to take a look at. Uh, and they have a couple of her... Uh, they highlight a couple of her special moves in there. So, gonna be cool. Next will be Abigail. Ab we're already in this scrapyard. Uh, but yeah. So, big ups to Capcom. I'm excited. This character comes out at the end of September. The beginning of October. So, be ready. Bison knife for this? <laughs> yes. Yes. Speaking of bison dying... I I recently learned about a truth about the world of Street Fighter that is very worrying. Like it's very scary. Terrifying even. Let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? I came to this realization while I was playing the World Tour mode. And specifically when you get to the Hagar Memorial, right? When you see that cutscene. So this is what that cutscene looks like for those of you that don't remember. Right, we get the point. So, what I wanted to highlight was specifically this. After they show 
the final fight footage. Look, he's watching it on his phone, which means this is recorded footage of the past, right? This is recorded footage of the past. This is what the past looked like in this world. Now tell me, what is wrong with this world? So because the world back then was in 2D and the world now is in 3D, it means that at some point people evolved from 2D from 2D sprites into full human beings, right? I would imagine it's like a transition kind of like the pandemic, right? Where it's like you can't even imagine what the world was before it. And and it's I can't even imagine how disturbing that must have been when you consider the timeline of the Street Fighter games, right? Because chronologically, Street Fighter goes Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5, Street Fighter 3, and Street Fighter 6, right? So, when people were living in the time of Street Fighter 2, right? When people were living in the time of Street Fighter 2, the transition to Street Fighter 4 is the transition to a new dimension, right? They finally became full 3D models in Unreal Engine in the game, which means they became full 3D beings. No more just 2D, right? No more 2D. You now have a whole new dimension. So imagine what that transition must have been like for those people. For those people who were completely like, you know, who like what even caused that evolution, right? Nobody knows. But imagine trying to get used to a new dimension. It's scary when you're thinking about it, right? Trying to get used to a whole new way of living. And note that only some characters have experienced this specific transition, which means that there are certain generations that experienced the transition from 2D to 3D. And then after Street Fighter 4 and 5, it goes back to 2D, right? Because of Street Fighter 3, they go back to, two, to 2D sprites. Now, can you imagine growing up in Street Fighter 2, then switching over to Street Fighter 4, getting this new dimension, right? Think of it kind of like moving to a new country, right? You're, like your entire old way of life is gone, right? You have to adapt to this new world, and they adapt. And the, the children there are speaking fluently. Right, like they they have lived in 3D all their lives, basically. Except they were born in 2D, so they have some memories of it, but not quite. Then all of a sudden, when these children who grew up in the two who were born in the 2D environment, grew up in the 3D environment, and only have vague memories of the 2D environment, get into the world of Street Fighter 3, they suddenly have to adapt to this new way of living that they kind of new but not really and that's a big issue that's a very big issue because all of their familiarity all of their familiarity with their way of life just in the way they move is taken away imagine if we can no longer move about in a 3d space but we're just stuck in a 2d plane that sounds awful right i don't even know how our I don't even know how our digestive systems would work through that, right? 
Like, how would that even work? It sounds terrifying. So imagine having to live through this entire change throughout the lifetime of Street Fighter 3, only to go back to the way of life in 3D when Street Fighter 6 happens. Right? And Die by Sword, you're kind of getting to where I'm at. Hagar didn't survive that transition. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. But Elon, he was in uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and that's in 3D. Hey. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is not canon. And I saw somebody bring it up. It was Squidly. The e Street Fighter EX. Street Fighter EX is not canon. You can ask the you can ask the, the maker the, the devs about that. So Hagar has been lost in the second dimension this entire time. He didn't die, he's just been lost. And people don't know that he's lost. He's probably literally standing right next to the damn thing. But because he only lives in the 2D dimension, he is just one very thin line and nobody knows he's there. Now that is an existence of hell. And that is extremely disturbing. Imagine living your entire life seeing people go by and nobody knows you exist still. So the people of the Street Fighter world have gone through hell multiple times by being subject to multiple dimensions. Like I was in Final Fight Streetwise and Final Fight Revenge in 3D. Well, I don't care about those. How about that shit? <laughs> we don't talk about those games. Exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, I had that realization and it's... Like, that must have sucked, man. Like, because you, you imagine, like, the transition that we lived through, right, with the pandemic, where, you know, you have an entire way of life, and then all of a sudden it just stops, and you have to get used to a new way of life. And just when you're getting used to this new way of life, it starts changing again. And honestly, honestly, that's kind of a good allegory for how life is, right? You finally get used to life. All of a sudden, you're going off to high school. You get used to high school. All of a sudden, you're going off to college. You get used to college. All of a sudden, you have to go find a job. You get used to a job. All of a sudden, you're laid off. Then you have to move. You have to apply for unemployment. And applying for unemployment, it's, it sucks. It sucks. Let me tell you. Uh, so Solar Nero says, how would that make sense? Because we knew that Hagar was the mayor of Metro City. And when Cody took over, Hagar specific specifically retired to let him take the scene. That means Cody knows where he is, which means that other people would be able to see him. So here's the big difference. When did Cody take over being mayor? It was in Street Fighter V, right? Now, how do you not know that this is an entire government conspiracy? Do you think if we lost the president of the United States tomorrow, the government would tell us that? Hell nay. They'd be like, yep, he's fine. He's just retiring and he's going to give the power to someone else. I'm telling you, it's a conspiracy theory that the government in the Street Fighter universe is keeping under wraps. Meanwhile, Hagar is in suffering and he wound up 
working his ass off to make Metro City a better place. And for what? A boatload of nothing. And that's been this week's episode of Best of Five. There we go. That's a much better outro than the other one. Olsen, use this one. <laughs> uh, ladies and gents, thank you so much for hanging out with me for this uh, episode of Best of Five. If you're, uh, if you're still here, hang around. We're going to be playing Starfield as soon as I turn this off. Um, I'm going to do the outro so that Olsen gets the, uh, the video so he can start editing. Uh, and we'll play some Starfield, see how far we can go with that. Sounds good? All right. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you all in the streets fighting and in the Guilty Gears and everywhere else. So thanks, everybody. I'll catch you all. In the next one, remember, Zed Tabani next week. We're going to talk about contributing to the FGC in a different way than we usually would think. Thanks, everybody. Until then, goodbye.